Greetings once again, Earthlings. Welcome to For Our Future, an environmental talk show about the problems, but best of all, the solutions regarding all of the environmental changes and difficulties we are currently facing and how they affect the future of our planet. With me, as always, is my co-host, Prima Walker, sustainability consultant and a hardcore composter. Yes, and I am Selena Gentry, the lab tech for the COD Radio TV and Media Department. And in our previous episode, we discussed food injustice and how it affects us living here directly in the Coachella Valley. And we discussed solutions such as composting and how easily we can grow our own food. But today, our topic is plastics. plastics. <laughs> so... <laughs> What exactly are plastics hmm. and what are they made up of and why are they so bad for us? Why are we so concerned about plastics? As for myself being someone ignorant about plastics, I think I have a, a basic awareness in as much as that plastics are polymers. And I don't know if there's some plant material involved with making them such as the way that rubber trees are made to to make rubber i know that most plastics contain harmful chemicals that go into the polymers and epoxies that are melted down and then shaped into whatever shapes like for water bottles or you know drink containers or food items food item containers parts for machinery mm -hmm. uh, medical equipment etc but uh, I think I think maybe Prima might know more <laughs> as far as like what what exactly are plastics. Well, my first interaction with plastic is like back in 2000 uh, when when I first saw a plastic bottle back in India. But my actual interaction is in my second year of engineering where we have a lab and we have to kind of do some molding. So mm -hmm. they got some plastic beads and we have this mission where we have to put those beads in there and it's called injection molding where you make a plastic bottle out of it. So that's my first mm -hmm. interaction, mm -hmm. how I saw plastics. I just remembered it because I can exactly kind of, it's, it's flashed in front of my eyes how the process happens. I know back then it was really, uh, I'm really excited to handle plastic because growing up in India, it's always aluminum or steel. We are kind of using some kind of metal containers or glass. And imagine a 70-year or 10-year-old girl going into a store and carrying a gallon, of, a kilogram of oil in a glass container and you drop it in the middle oh, no. of... <laughs> so I'm like, when I, when I saw like plastic containers and oil carrying around, I'm super excited about it. Mm. And back in the days in 2012 is my first interaction is how to make plastics. I also know that most companies don't care whether the plastic that we have nowadays is good or bad for us. Mm -hmm. They just make the products as cheaply and easily as possible. So um, that at least is my understanding. So what do you feel are, what, what can you tell us about the facts versus concepts? So 
what we see every day listen in the media or uh, you know because people don't most of the kids don't read newspaper or look for like independent journalist news or anything what we mm-hmm. see are facts and they are not completely true most of the time but if you dig deeper and understand what is the concept that led to that fact will give you a clear idea of anything so for example plastic is bad plastic is made from fossil fuels that's a fact mm-hmm. but if you understand the concept how plastic is made plastic can be made from sources like coal crude oil plant material like cellulose so what happened why we are saying fossil fuels plastic made out of fossil fuel is bad is because fossil fuels are not renewable we have very limited source we are digging them out and they go through a process called fractioning where they you know um, do some magic in their fancy machines and everything factories and you get different varieties of material and as a byproduct at certain stages you are getting plastics and you are further processing them with the process of polymerization and adding chemicals that's where you are getting plastics completely so which makes it stronger harder and reasonable to hold the material so that's the concept behind making plastic whether it's coming from natural um you know coal crude oil cellulose or salt whatever the material they're using concept is there are many sources where the plastic can come from but the fact is plastic is bad okay so i know also especially like what about in in regard to clothing i know that mm. polyesters are especially bad for our skin um but also the natural bodies of water and the oceans when we're doing our laundry because these plastic microfibers mm-hmm. that are contained in the polyesters are washing into everything and clogging up polluting the oceans basically and uh i've been made aware of some of this through supporting some cleanup and reduction efforts from organizations such as surfrider.org and free the ocean or oceana sierra club greenpeace that's just a, like a handful of the different organizations that are trying to help mm-hmm. they put out emails and publications and they send out um, information on the effects of plastic pollution especially in regard to the oceans but you also mentioned that the you know the heat will heat the material against your skin and then it you know seeps in through your skin and it causes health problems yeah so i learned that when i'm taking my anatomy class for my massage therapy certification mm-hmm. and skin is your biggest organ it's mm-hmm. not only sweat and throw out the waste material but at the same time it absorbs stuff into your bloodstream imagine your we are saying we don't want plastic in our soil we don't want plastic in our water especially in the coachella valley the summers are high as 120 degrees right and if you're wearing a polyester or recycled material fabric at that temperature probably a little bit of it is melting mm-hmm. and you're already sweating underneath mm-hmm. and that poly uh, that polymer is going into your sweat glands and it getting absorbed into your blood stream directly So by wearing polyester clothes or recycled clothes like made with recycled material you are actually polluting your own body it's a good wow. marketing tool for companies saying hey we are making clothes with you know recycled bottles and stuff like that mm-hmm. but again it sounds like it's better for the environment yeah, but it, it's mm-hmm. it's not good for your body and in return it's not good for the environment as well again go back to 
concept versus fact. Mm -hmm. So we know that some plastics are made with fossil fuels, coal, crude oil, and then they get the byproducts at different temperatures Mm -hmm. and then mix them down with certain chemicals to make a certain shape or harder or stronger. And so then we get our different varieties of plastic. Mm -hmm. And then we have these new and emerging bioplastics, quote unquote, bioplastics, (laughs) which are made up of plant and cellulose material Mm -hmm. that is also mixed with certain plastic material that is biodegradable, meaning that eventually they will decompose. So the question is, should we then be using these bioplastics instead of regular plastics. Let's again think about concept versus the fact. Mm -hmm. We are saying bioplastics are biodegradable, which means eventually they will break down, which is a good thing for the, you know, nature. But considering the plastics, I don't know, when the plastics started back in the 1940s or Mm -hmm. a little bit before that, beginning from then till now, we have almost 60 years of data on the cause and effects of using plastics or burning plastics or what are the direct and indirect impacts of plastics on natural resources and everything. Mm -hmm. Bioplastic is a new thing and it's almost like a 60 billion or you know, a big industry, which is also making money for the big industries. Imagine a plastic company, a plastic container making company has all the equipment. All it has to do is like change the ingredients and all of a sudden they're making bioplastics. So -hmm. it's a really good shift for them to make money. But do we have enough data on bioplastics just like plastics? We need to compare apples to apples. So we need to be really careful, like, hey, you know, what is going to happen if I use bioplastics and there is not a lot of data on it? So there are certain places where we cannot avoid plastics at any cost. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we discussed this where plastics are reasonable, like in medical equipment, vehicles, and some other things, they're using certain kinds of plastics and we can't avoid them. Mm-hmm. But avoiding it as much as possible at an individual on a daily basis will have a huge impact. Okay, so we remain skeptical about bioplastics. They may help, but we're not sure. We remain skeptical because this is still a fairly new technology, so the result remains to be seen. But even better, Mm -hmm. here's the best part of the For Our Future show, is when we begin to offer the real solutions. So... First of all, we can start with our daily routine. I know you were asking me about when we were discussing what is this episode going to be about. Mm-hmm. Premise said, think, Selena, where do you start the first part of your day? Where are you when you wake <laughs> up in the morning? And I said, well, I'm, uh, I'm in bed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the very first part of the daily routine is your bed. The sheets that cover your bed are important. Mm -hmm. And if they're made up of polyester, you may want to consider replacing them with bamboo or cotton. Cotton. I believe that bamboo tends to be more expensive than the cotton. And then our clothing, you know, when we get dressed, we already know that polyester is bad. Mm -hmm. 
So we're looking into an alternative that's better for our health, better for our skin, better for the environment when we do our laundry, such as cotton, hemp. I have actually found a great brand. It's called Wama, and they sell all of their underwear made out of hemp. They're comfortable. They fit really well. And I feel good about buying hemp clothing and knowing that I'm doing this great thing for the environment. And they have some great sales. So then aside from hemp, we have flax linen. Mm-hmm. We have jute. We have, I've never heard of this one, Raimi. Where have I been all my life that I, <laughs> I don't know? So what, do you know what that's, what is that made out of, Raimi? Ooh, I can do a good, quick Google search, but I'm not, I did not, not exactly Yeah, certain. I mean, I, I was doing research for this episode and I came up with so this. So we have a list. List. A list of natural. Some of them are we never heard of. Right, right. So of course, then there's wool or alpaca, silk. As a vegan, of course, I'm going to prefer the, the vegan stuff. So this was mm-hmm. a surprising one. Pineapple fibers. <laughs> and I wonder if there's a word then for that. We're calling it pine- pineapple fibers, but um, we'll have to see like what is if that material actually has a, a more specific name, like a pine cotton or something. I don't know <laughs> so what they might call it. But uh, I found that one very surprising. So that is something I'm going to have to start looking for. I'm going to have to start finding some products that are made <laughs> from pineapple fibers. Maybe it's if it smells like pineapple, that would be, you know, <laughs> lovely. But uh, anyhow, so we are trying most especially to avoid polyesters and PVC, like what goes into a lot of the shower curtains Mm -hmm. and things that would surprise you. I I realize there's PVC in receipts. Yes. That I've been told, wash your hands after you handle receipts, but trying to avoid spandex Mm -hmm. and clothes or shoes, things that are made from recycled plastics that are giving us a sense that... This word recycled means that this is something good that was done for the environment. However, you're still wearing a plastic product against your mm-hmm. skin that may be harmful to you. So with toiletries and the daily routine, there's all sorts of solutions. For example, I use a bamboo toothbrush. And I know you were saying an even better alternative may be an electric toothbrush so that you're not always throwing away. Yeah, the plastic ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, back in India, we used to take neem. It has really some medicinal qualities, I guess. Mm -hmm. So you just take off the leaves, take the twig, and brush your teeth and chew on it. Mm -hmm. You might have heard neem oil. Gardening people will know exactly when I'm talking about neem oil because they use it as a natural pest control. On Amazon, you can kind of find this neem sticks bundled together for nine or ten dollars i think you can use it for like cleaning your teeth and everything i've seen it in the health food stores too Uh, yeah you you were saying something too about like if you're going to use a tongue scraper like usually uh, i will definitely brush my tongue and get all the junk off of there but you mentioned something about like use a copper one yes Um, because uh, copper has this quality i guess it's self oxidates this is what we do in india like you you don't have this fancy tongue scrapers or anything mm-hmm. all you have is like a stainless steel or if you are a little rich you will go for copper mm-hmm. and you hold on to it it's not like you have to throw it away every 6 months or 3 months or something it's like you have copper with you and it lasts for a lifetime because mm-hmm. it goes through this natural cleansing processing on its own where you don't have to take care of it much that's like a eight dollars or five dollars investment from your side for your oral hygiene and it will last you forever aside from the bamboo toothbrush i receive ads for products all the time from free the ocean to buy toothpaste tablets shampoo bars products that completely eliminate the need for plastic bottles 
or a tube of any type that can also be found through other companies selling products to help improve the environment or can also be found like on Amazon. If you're interested in making these changes but still are wanting to find the best price for these items, then as far as all of the biodegradable plastic coming from restaurants that are producing, you know, all of the flatware, all the utensils, your fork, your spoon, your spork or whatever, um, (laughs) rather than relying on these restaurants to hand out the bioplastic utensils that we're still a little skeptical about, it's a better solution to just have your own. Bring your own stainless steel straw your own spoon, your own fork. With all the things that women carry around in our purses, it seems like this shouldn't be too big of a deal to, mm-hmm. you know, carry a spoon and a fork with you. There's probably men out there who would rather be caught dead than be seen with like a, <laughs> a purse or a bag or something. But, you know, what about your your lunch kit? You know, I've seen guys that have like, you know, their ice chest, their lunch kit. And maybe can think of it more as like a little set of tools Mm -hmm. that he's carrying with him that um, helps it to not seem so embarrassing. Like, you know, you're a guy out there with a carrying a purse around with you and you can still feel like you're doing this very important thing Mm -hmm. for the environment just by taking these very small actions that collectively equate as a part of a whole to these huge results in terms of reducing the amount of plastic that we're putting out into the environment. Mm -hmm. So uh, another thing I know that Free the Ocean is also offering is laundry strips that come in a little package that you tear open and then you just stick this one strip into your load of laundry and it dissolves and suds up or whatever instead of pouring the concentrated laundry liquid soap from a huge, thick plastic bottle of laundry detergent. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I'm still using the Ecos or the seventh generation, whatever, a brand that's not really putting a lot of like phosphates Mm -hmm. or pollutants into the water, but you have this big laundry bottle that you're dealing with all the time. Another one of the solutions that you can use your big laundry bottle for is an organization known as echobricks.org? Yes. So this is an organization where it's not only just the laundry bottle, so you can take any kind of plastic container. And remember, most of the cities doesn't take the tiny plastic bags that comes with groceries Mm -hmm. or your chocolate wrappers. They don't consider it as recyclable because it's too small to recycle or it's in the you know, a dying stage, so it has to end up in landfill. So mm-hmm. this organization called Ecobricks, E-C-O-B-R-I-C-K-S dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. So what you do is like, you can take a tiny water bottle to a big laundry detergent bottle that's plastic. And all you do is you take all these plastic wrappers, plastic bags and everything, and just put them inside that plastic container. Mm-hmm. You clean it, dry it, you start shoving all the plastic bags, plastic wrappers into that plastic container and ship it to them. They use those big plastic bottles filled with plastic material inside rather than going it into the landfill. Mm -hmm. It becomes part of somebody's house as insulation. So instead of using a bunch of, you know, insulation that's harmful mm-hmm. or made with fiber a bunch glass. of fiberglass, mm-hmm. etc. So in third world countries, they build these affordable housing for people that does not have a house. Mm-hmm. You know, you're solving two problems with one solution, 
the plastic mm-hmm. is not ending in re- uh, landfill or decomposing decaying and becoming small tiny microplastics contaminating our sources of water land soil everything so check out that website ecobricks.org ecobricks.org it makes me wonder you know if they tested it to see if it's superior even how it holds up you know in comparison with the fiberglass or the other materials that we're using these other you know mm-hmm. expensive insulation um but that's a beautiful way to to repurpose it you can take the laundry bottle yes. fill it with wrappers then it can be repurposed as an insulation material so that's amazing i, I never knew that <laughs> until you told me about that ecobricks.org i know you were also talking about um one of your pet peeves oh. premise 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 pet peeves. <laughs> Let me become yeah. a special so, a special feature on the show. Premise pet peeves. Okay, <laughs> this is our our first one. What is one of Premise pet peeves? Stickers. Stickers. Okay. So why stickers? Uh, because okay. Close your eyes and tell me where you imagine those stickers. So certainly on cars. Oh yeah. Um, maybe on like uh, laptops. Yes. You know, places where people. You know, they're on their books or their notebooks, so, you know, their their laptops. Cer- certainly on your cars. Water probably bottles the number one place. and mm-hmm. the very common places like on produce or, you know, in the grocery oh, stores. Right. We have. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, again, a fact is you love to have a sticker because you're supporting the ocean cleanup or the cleaning the environment or cleaning the beach. Mm-hmm. But the concept is that sticker is made with vinyl which mm-hmm. is nothing but a form of plastic and once you have the sticker you open it and you have this back part which is also some kind of plastic because of its size and its thickness and everything mm-hmm. it's not recyclable which means it's going back into the landfill and you had the sticker for four or five years on our car and we want to sell our car and the next person says oh yeah you got to take off all those stickers mhm Are you going right. to put mm-hmm. them in recycle? You can't. And you have to just throw them into the landfill container, which means they are ending up in a trash container going into the landfill, which will break down into tiny microplastics. Again, pollute mm-hmm. our land, water, and everything. Mm-hmm. So is it necessary to have a sticker that says, I want to save the planet, or I support, I believe in global warming or whatever you are believing is mm-hmm. it really is it a need or a want or is just a marketing tool for many organizations that give out this freebies such as stickers which right. are made with vinyl it's not something we really think about so here's all these people who want to show their support to save the planet pride you know and all that uh but they don't realize that all these stickers especially collectively are actually doing the planet harm. So, better alternatives would probably be like I know I've been to a lot of local punk rock shows where instead of stickers they'll have cloth patches. Oh, okay. And you can sew it onto your your punk rock vest or whatever, jacket, sew it anywhere, or pin it. You know, mm-hmm. they'll sell those over like an oversized clothespin. Mm. It's been a long time since people used to use cloth <laughs> diapers and they would have the diaper pins, pins, but they have like they'll put something interesting on the head of the pin, mm-hmm. like a skull or something to make it look like punk rock or some li- neat little little design and they'll pin on the cloth patch. Mm-hmm. So also maybe just paper instead of giving it that vinyl and plastic and you can do inst- instead of that adhesive, you know that they use you could do wheat pasting. Mhm. 
You see people do a lot of wheat pasting on where probably where they shouldn't. It kind of looks like graffiti around here <laughs> in the poles, in the center dividers where they have any type of little, you know, something that you can stick a, what would have been a sticker, just usually black and white paper. And they take that like mm-hmm. a wheat, they mix, I guess, with just water and it creates a paste. Mm-hmm. And then they do uh, wheat pasting because it acts like glue. You could have paper flags, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like stuck to a little wooden stick or paper signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about embroidered hats yep. or shirts mm-hmm. with, a, you know, some embroidered something or coloring, you know, that's been put on the shirt or dye. Something that doesn't contain a polyester, polyester. thread if it's embroidered. Or for the shirts, even for the shirts, we are wearing Save the Planet, you know, uh, for other things. If they are printing, it's mass production and it's easy production. They are doing the same thing with vinyl. It's like vinyl printing. They call it as like, oh, print on demand. It's nothing but printing with plastic and giving it to you. And even though you're getting a 100% cotton shirt, Mm -hmm. the material they're printing, they're using vinyl. So that's another thing we can avoid if we are keeping an eye on concept versus fact. Yeah, fact is we want to support climate, you know, do whatever we can do for climate change and save the planet. But at the same time, the basic concept is do not use plastic. So we can avoid hot printing or heat press printing. So it's probably obvious to say that we know that the fast food industry is generating just millions and millions of pounds in plastic waste every year. So that would be one very obvious creator of plastic waste in general. I don't know if there's any way that we can really measure the fast food industry. But one thing we do know we can do, and uh, definitely there are incentives to do this, is we can recycle. Recycle. And if you're not sure where to go to recycle, the website is calrecycle.ca.gov. It's C-A-L-R-E-C-Y-C-L-E.ca.gov. And then go get your money. It's that simple. The last time I went... I took uh, broken Christmas lights, I took a piece of copper tubing from the AC system that uh, was replaced at my home, Uh, some broken metal doors from a closet that were recycled as aluminum, stainless steel pots and bowls, and uh, they gave me money for all those things. Uh, Not a lot of money, it was was like maybe, I don't know, six or seven (laughs) dollars once they weighed (laughs) out all the metal. But then that was in addition to, uh, of course, my plastic bottles, and my glass and my cans and my family knows I recycle. So they're just like, here, we'll give this to you and you will <laughs> let you sort through all this junk and you take it down there. But hey, you know, I made over uh, a little over 43 bucks. And then I went and I filled my car with gas and I drove away happy. So, you know, definitely an incentive. We know that we can do some things already with uh, existing plastic. Of course, we can refill it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to always go out and buy another bottle. Maybe you can get like if you have a little dispenser, but then you have your, you know, your economy size or if you know of places where they have refill stations. Mm -hmm. um, I think at some of the farmers markets, they do the refill. There is one refill store in Palm Springs Farmers Market. I'm not sure whether they're going to the other farmers markets or not. But, you know, if if you want to do refilling, it's the same thing. Buy a big uh, dish soap or hand soap. You know, those are the most common things we replace and it becomes a lot of plastic. We can get the big ones bulk size from Costco, Walmart and just pour it into a small dispenser. 
Right. So I know there's one story I read about a town in the Philippines where they're using nothing but refill stations. It was one of the stories that I read through uh, Free the Ocean. But by doing this, they were thereby creating a green system through which people can just bring their own glass containers and simply refill them. And the whole town is in on this and also composting Mm -hmm. and using all of the waste for biofuel and just really putting in an effort to be a completely green and sustainable city. So, I I mean, that's I think that they're being leaders and um, certainly I hope that other people will follow their example and, and realize the benefits of practicing these efforts for sustainability. And also, we know that plastic is harder to repurpose because it degrades as you recycle it, whereas glass and aluminum do not. So that's another incentive to just keep reusing your glass, recycling, repurposing your aluminum because it's not going to degrade. And the plastic is just going to be harder and harder as it degrades to recycle as it ends up eventually back in the environment because it gets to a point where you can't recycle recycle it it because every time you recycle it the quality decreases so there is a point where you can't recycle it anymore and it ends up in the landfill or in the ocean so i'm sure there's a lot more that we could probably talk to any of our listeners about as far as all of the harmful effects of plastic in our environment but i'd just like to thank you all so much for listening and encourage you to join us next time This has been For Our Future. Please join us next Sunday at noon when we will be having an extra special discussion with Professor of Conservation of Natural Resources, Kurt Leuschner, regarding the birds, insects, and plants of the Coachella Valley, how pollution and global warming are affecting them, and as always, what we can do to help. So until next week, please feel free to comment on our social media via codroadrunnerradio.com. Get on